0: Welcome to the Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford podcast. Life is difficult and trying to live it to the fullest while constantly second-guessing yourself and feeling stopped by regret or painful experiences can take a toll on anyone. Do you want to get unlocked and see for yourself the beauty that life has to offer? Are you ready for aha moments and strategies to propel your business and family into a world of health? Then you've come to the right place. Join Dr. Shannon Crawford, a licensed psychologist, leadership consultant, conference speaker, and CEO of Crawford Clinics located in Dallas, Texas, as she shares her expertise from her life's commitment to helping you, the CEO, therapy client, parent, and teacher alike, identify and remove the unconscious blocks hindering you from thriving in your potential. We will also have amazing guests with incredible stories, rich knowledge, and keys to help you get unlocked today. Let's get started. Much of life is showing up. There's a realistic and unrealistic expectation of parenting. One, you are constantly feeling compared to the Instagram and the version of reality that is so not real out there. And so you'll often feel like you're just not measuring up. And we live in a culture of entitlement where it's trendy and cool to blame our parents for everything. So be careful. One, of overly criticizing and being negative towards yourself and your parenting. Because unconsciously, without realizing it, when we're negatively viewing our own parenting, we can accidentally start to negatively rank and compare other people and their parenting to try to make ourselves feel better. By doing that, you're already setting up a mindset of comparison and ranking, failing and winning. In doing that, you're going to have little words, little things expressed out of your mouth that will set a culture and a tone for your family. And you have little bitty ears that are listening and setting a tone inside of them. Do we compare and do we rank? Do we blame and criticize or do we give grace? Do we give the benefit of the doubt? And I would challenge you that if you're not giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, odds are good, you'll say little passive jabs, judgments, little criticisms about other people, unrealizing that these little ears are modeling, they're taking that in, and eventually they're going to do that to you. We live in a culture that's prone to comparing and ranking, evaluating and criticizing. If you've already set the culture in your home of criticizing other parents, and well, what is that teacher thinking, or what is that parent thinking, blah, blah, while that feels like you're kind of showing the contrast that you're doing good by comparison at unconscious attempt, right? We don't realize that's why we're doing it, but you're now modeling for your kids, a culture of critical entitlement of thinking it's okay to look on the outside and judge someone's character, their competence, their intelligence based on one or two isolated external behaviors instead of what you would eventually want to be judged of you, that there's a giving of the benefit of the doubt that we all mess up. We all have off moments. And when your child tells you about what a teacher did or a parent did, we don't disqualify if it's egregious. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the normal run of the mill. People have off days. If your heart posture could model for your child you know what, I think all of us can have hard days. And while X behavior may not have been okay, we want to learn from that. But we also want to learn how to give grace, and how to receive grace when we're the ones who mess up. Because if you don't set that culture in that tone, one, your child will learn, oh my gosh, I'm going to judge me based on this really high unrealistic expectation of perfectionism, because I have been modeled that, and now I'm going to assume other people are judging me with that same standard. And the same standard you judge other parents, teachers, coaches, neighbors will be eventually used against you. And especially in a culture of entitlement and blame and criticism, you really don't want to sow that seed into your children, into your home or your marriage. You want to be the kind of person that takes your thoughts captive, that bites your tongue and says, I may have an internal reaction to this, but I choose to bless them. I choose to give the benefit of the doubt because all of us have a cognitive bias where we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and we harshly judge others without realizing that same standard will eventually be used against us in our parenting. Your role is so essential. You are valuable as a parent. Be mindful of the culture that you're creating with the tones, the looks, the gestures, the uh you know, the facial expressions that when your child is telling you something, they're giving you this information. And now as an adult, you're constructing a narrative around it of criticism, blame, shaming. How could they do that? What's wrong with them? Or they should be fired, blah, blah versus, you know what, let's look at this together. This part seems like it was a little bit off. I don't know that we want to model that or follow that. But we also know their character. And we also know they're probably going through some stress and some different things. It doesn't make it okay that they did it. But we also never want to dismiss and judge people quickly. We want to extend grace. We want to see people as a whole person, not an isolated event. When you do that, you're teaching your child to do that for themselves. So they learn it's okay to mess up. It's okay to not be perfect. And I can bring it into relationship. If we are parents who are negative and critical on accident, our children learn not to share things with us because the same standard we've used against their bosses and their teachers and all the people in their little world, all the little comments they overhear you even speaking at the dinner table or on the phone about other people, that's setting a precedent. That's telling them this is how we evaluate people in this harshness in this exaggerated, dismissive disdain of mistakes? Or are we gracious? Are we slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, to truly hear and be still and quiet and say, okay, here's the truth. Let's look at this together. Let's guide the child through what was the right, what was the wrong, and that was a behavior that could be better but we don't dismiss the personhood and call them ignorant, dumb. They should be fired. They don't know what they're doing because we don't want someone doing that to us. And we don't want to learn. We don't want our kids to learn to do that to us and, or eventually their future bosses, as they're learning this very critical, dismissive, entitled attitude that just rejects people out of hand versus learning from the behavior, not permissioning, inappropriate behavior, but then still honoring the personhood, the value, the role, the position the person holds, even as they're making mistakes. When you do that, you're now teaching your child to do that for themselves, to do that for you as a parent and how to navigate in an imperfect professional world where they're going to be in college with imperfect professors where they're going to have imperfect bosses and managers and employees that they'll have to navigate one day when we dismiss people quickly out of hand and we have a critical and a judgmental attitude that we may not realize that we have when we do that we are now creating a culture that will come out of our children and that will make their life so much harder we don't want to set them up with more obstacles because they feel entitled to be the judge and jury of the world around them. We want them to learn how to self-reflect, to not take in everything just because someone is an adult. Yeek, definitely not. But we also don't want them to learn to devalue someone because of a decision they made versus I don't want to um, follow that decision. I want to make wise decisions. And if I need to recuse myself and excuse myself from that situation, that's one thing, but I don't have to do it in a dishonoring way. And right now our culture is really trending toward dishonor. That the younger generation feels this entitlement that you can't treat me like this. That's wrong. And I absolutely went through that in college. I think I was quite obnoxious. And I was passionate and it was real and it felt valid and it felt like I was helping the world somehow by having this very arrogant, caustic, critical attitude that felt like I was so enlightened and anyone who didn't agree with me because I just got indoctrinated at college. So obviously I am right. I didn't realize how much pride and arrogance that I was spewing to the world around me. And when I came home and I told my parents what X person was doing and blah, 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 I was met with a humility and a graciousness for them not to just buy into what I was saying. For them not to say, oh yeah, that professor is right. Because many times there was toxicity, there was unhealth that I was bringing to their attention. But they said, what can you learn from that? You are in this world This is the situation you're in right now. In order for you to complete this degree or this internship, what choices do you have as an empowered adult? We want to focus on autonomy. What choices do you have to now steward this moment that you can learn what to do and what not to do, that you can learn how to walk in honor and integrity and character, even as you don't always agree with what's going on. We're not blind sheep just following and agreeing with what people are doing just because they have a position of authority, but we're also not rebellious and dishonoring and critical in our heart out of this, um, entitlement, this belief that I see things. And so I need to tell and do everything from a outward posture instead of learning how to internally discern what's healthy and what's not. And now what do I choose to do with that situation that actually starts in childhood? That's the modeling that you as a parent, when you come home, be mindful, what words are spewing out of your mouth about your friends, your pastor, your teachers, your boss, your uh, direct reports, the people on that board and committee that you serve with the neighbors, the HOA, you know, sometimes those people get a lot of power (laughs) And they act a little bit much. So any of those situations, that's an opportunity to model for your child, bring them in. Hey, let's talk about this. There's situations that are not fair, not appropriate, not okay. And now let's discuss how do we navigate in an imperfect world? You can't overthrow and do a revolution every Friday and Tuesday and Monday, right? Like we have to choose our battles. There's some things that, yes, you need to excuse yourself. You need to walk away and terminate a relationship or an employment. But if that's happening very frequently and you've got an attitude and a sass about it, be mindful that may be coming from a family dynamic. And your child may be learning from you how to be critical, how to be dismissive or harsh and just slandering people without realizing that we're doing it. Now, as you're listening, of course, nobody sees themselves. We don't see ourselves doing that. But the moment that you go, oh, that idiot, oh, that dumb boss, he doesn't even know what he's talking about or "Oh, that, you know, secretary, she's just always jabbing her mouth. Those are the kinds of comments that little bitty ears and adult ears are listening to and they're picking up about themselves. Are other people going to criticize and blame and shame and embarrass me? Or am I now going to also model that and have that harshness, that critical spirit, dismissing people, a whole person, just because they made a bad choice, rather seeing humanity seeing the wholeness of someone in the midst of their failures and their inadequacies and learning how to wisely, discerningly walk through a situation with grace, with kindness, and with firm boundaries. Again, I'll repeat it. We don't just follow what people say because there are authority. But we also learn to not just dismiss and criticize and disregard people because of a mistake. Rather, we learn how to say their personhood is this. And now as a family, let's process how do we hold the reality of this is what's going on, but that's not what God says about them. How do we walk in grace with health, with boundaries and discernment, and then navigating what do I do now that I'm in the situation? And that's family modeling. That's conversation that's fruitful that will equip your children to grow into autonomous adults that are powerful people who know how to receive and not receive the message of the world, who know how to sit under even an ungodly authority and yet still stay in integrity and character so they can be promoted to a higher position because this world, these bosses, these teachers, professors, they're not our leader. The Lord has a plan for your life and your children's life that's so much bigger, but he's working on our character. If we're always blaming and criticizing others, we're very blindsided to our own issues that God keeps putting us in positions, or I don't know if God does, but life keeps putting us in positions that we have the opportunity to grow. But again, if I'm obsessed on critiquing and criticizing and fixing everyone else, I'm very unaware of the larger message God is trying to do in my life so that like Joseph, like Daniel, like David, I can now be promoted to a place of trust because I know how to walk in a culture of honor. I know how to see people in their brokenness with compassion and with boundaries, a love that has grace, but also has a firmness to speak the truth. Thanks guys for joining us for Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. Thank you for investing in yourself, your family, and your team. We are honored to serve you and your vision.